Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of a Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. My name is Mike Delisio, and as always, Seb. How are you? Oh, thank God you're back. I had to do it solo last time. It was scary. I'm so glad you're here. I'm, I'm sure it went extremely well. <laughs> not as good as this. No, not as good as this. And it's going to be a lot of fun today because we are joined by a senior formulation specialist here at PCCA, none other than Fabiana Vanoff. Hello. How are you? Uh, we're doing great, Fabiana. Oh, awesome. And I know this has been a, uh, a long time in the making. We um, Unfortunately, we had some delays. We were looking at getting you to discuss a whole bunch of amazing things relating to non-sterile compounding. And I think it's probably the best segue into teeing up today's topic. Probably one of the oldest forms of compounding and considerations for either pediatric compounding and really across the board is truly the art of flavoring. So... This is something that I don't want to say gets overlooked because we always dive into disease states and we always talk about whether it's hormones or dermatology or amazing base vehicle delivery, but flavoring is, has been around as long as compounding has been around. And I know you have a wealth of experience, but before we even get into the topic, I'm sure our audience wants to learn a bit more about you, how you came to PCCA, how long you've been here, and where are your areas of expertise as well? Wonderful. I'm very happy to be here, by the way. Such a great experience. Love it. So um, before we start about talk about flavoring, by the way, that I love to talk about it, so be with me. Uh, I came, we came, Dan and I came back, came to U.S. At 17 years ago. Uh, before we joined PCCA, uh, we had a compound pharmacy, so we experienced pretty much everything that everybody experienced. You know, it's amazing and and sometimes so out of our head, and uh, it's just a, such a great experience to be an owner of a compound pharmacy. You know, you were, we're kind of growing, we're young. I graduated pharmacy school when I was 21, by then I worked a little bit, uh, and then I decided to have my pharmacy by 33, 23, 23 years old. And was very good, was fun, we were young, so everything is such a great adv- uh, adventure. And we had wonderful time, we grow, and then, then yeah, we start to work at PCC. At the time, there was a PCA Brazil, and we came to the US because he got an invitation for them to know him. And I came together. So Lawson saw me, and I was visiting PCC. In that time, we had three international seminars. I don't know if you guys remember. It was very interesting. I came on January. It was so cold. You know, I come from Brazil, a tropical country. Here, it was like, uh, <laughs> it's like it's no place for me. I was really... We're coming from Canada. This oh. is very... There's, oh. time. there's not I many was... people that have ever said that Houston's cold. <laughs> oh, yes. so for me, it was freezing. I went to Canada on May, end of May. The Canadians were feel like uh, sleeveless, and I was wearing my scarf and everything. I was like, <laughs> anyway, so we came in January, and it was an amazing experience. International seminar is always that beautiful vibe, and I think that's why PCC invited us to come first to feel that thing, feel how amazing it can be being in the U.S. and compounding in the U.S. So Lawson met me, and he tested me in the lab. He gave me a formula to just make the formula that was tasting bad, tasting good. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot even read the labels in the lab. I didn't know English at that time. So 
I did the formula and we left. When we joined PCC in, in April, the same year, I saw Lawson showing in his presentation with Jenny my formula in the PowerPoint. I was like, oh, okay, I did something pretty good. He liked it. So that's how I started coming and working with a flavoring. I think he saw me something that really paid attention of uh, something different, and we started working together on that. So then uh, my work in Brazil was a little over by the time. I decided to just, with Daniel, make everything being uh, ahead of us and start a new life together here in the U.S. And we've been here doing this fun adventure for 17 years now. Yeah, I think it's important to note when you refer to Daniel, you are the wife of Daniel Vanoff, yes, our director of research and development. Mm -hmm. So. You both complement each other extremely well from a personal point of view, but mm -hmm. sounds like professionally, you also have your areas of expertise that are very different. Yes, we do. I think by the creation mind, we have kind of worked together since college. You know, I'm at Daniel College. We always do some, we always did partnership, team up, and always come up with something new. That's why we decided to continue compounding. Compounding is just, if you go ordinary, don't go and do compounding. Compound is when your mind go bloom open and just be, you know, looking the opportunities. So yes, we start working. In our pharmacy, we create so many things and it was fun to see how they overcome with the patients. So when we came here, we were very happy that we could continue with that. And we do uh, work in some things together. Daniel has his mastermind in a lot of other things. And I do like to work with patients. I'm more clinical aspect. I like to work with the needs of this special patient and make sure we can over uh, work with them and make sure we can help the patient in the end. So I'm more clinical than Daniel is. So I think that's our big difference here. And that's, I think, why we complement each other so, so well. So we can see the big world together. So when you got here and you're, you started carving out a niche here at PCCA, you dove head first into developing our flavoring guide. And I know Lawson was involved in this, and I know that there was a lot of um, sort of historical intellectual property, and you took it and you pretty much turned it upside down and said, hey, this is a different way of doing it. Um, and so I'm going to kind of touch upon this. When you started, you started developing sort of aspects to flavoring, but you've developed literally a flavoring guide. So bring us forward from 17 years ago mm -hmm. to about, I want to say it was three years ago, we moved it to our digital format, mm -hmm. but I think it was almost 10 years ago when we actually published our first one, correct? Well, the flavor guide came, is part of PCSA flavoring and it starts with Lawson. Lawson is my mentor. Oh, you know, yeah. He's, he's all of our mentors exactly. in the compounding he's, world. We miss him a lot. So it came through that time, and I also, I still remember, since you're talking about the guide, I came to U.S., remember, I didn't have English. So Lawson was very patient with me because we barely communicate. And the day he get, grabbed his guide and gave him my hand and said, okay, now on, that's yours. You, you took the responsibility and go. I feel like, oh my goodness, nervous at the same time because it's such a big, um, uh, like a responsibility to have this guide and it's his baby. And I was like, you know, I will not put you down. I told him I'll, I'll do it my best. And then I, I, I started working the guide and going with what we have. And then over the years we knew that we need to modernize what we already had. And uh, the digital just came naturally. And 
Everything is digital now. We'll not be able to do pandemic without the digital information. What do you do if it was in student paper? We'll not be working at all. So it was just like natural going to what we can do to make the life of our pharmacists better. This is our, always our goal. How can we decrease the work that they have? You know, looking to pages, it takes time. Touching the page, just like typing the page is so much easier. So we just grab all this amazing material that we have because a flavor guide is a comprehensive flavor information altogether. Every time we need to redo the guide, we always thinking what is missing. The first redo, I think the first big change we did 10 years ago, I partner a little, I partner with Melissa, you know, yep. because we need to be our team. No, I cannot do everything by myself. I cannot do, we need everybody else's mind. You know, we have so many masterminds around us. Why not be together and work and team up? So I partnered with her and also Andrea, and we did all together, and we, we just look to the guide outside of the scope and see what we have and what we are missing. And then we together put this material. So then over the years we thought, you know, awesome, it's really good, but how can I make this easier? Then the digital came up. So then I partnered with Stacy, and we were working together. I was putting her, you know, all the information I had from my experience, and then she was helping me with the computer because she's really good with technology. And we did the, the guide in the end, and Amy and somebody, so many other people. I cannot be unfair with the names that were involved with all this information. So now it's, it's available. And it's, it's so much easier to search, and there is pretty much everything we discover, we put there. We don't hide information. We don't want to hide anything from you know, our customers and members, and we want everybody to have access to what we learn, you know, because we learn every day something new. In the world of customized medication, as an observer, let's say you have no idea what compounding is. Flavoring probably seems to be the easiest thing in the world. Because you're just like, yeah, flavor it whatever you want. Yeah, just throw some peppermint in it. It'll right. be fine. And, and I think from an outsider's point of view, there's a, there's a huge complexity here. So knowing the knowledge that was imparted to you from Lawson and the knowledge that you also possessed and now the responsibility of establishing, enhancing a flavoring guide to what it is today, where were the biggest challenges? Because... This is obviously complex. You've dedicated a huge part of your professional career to flavoring. And it, I, I hate to say it from an outsider's point of view, it sounds basic. Mm -hmm. So where are there so many different complexities and where was things more difficult, um, specifically building on the work that you had done with Lawson, et cetera? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. It, flavor is very different than everything else. And people really don't have an idea. It sounds so simple, you're right. It's just add some chocolate syrup. Oh, fine, great, mm -hmm. we have a flavor here. It's not. And the flavor itself is so complex because when Lawson really gave me this area to continue working, I start thinking, okay, now what I can do to improve? What is, now what else do we have around the world? So I start doing seminars around, uh, outside our, our scope, our compounding scope. I went to food industry, you know, they know, you know, what, what they are doing, and maybe I can get one or two things to our uh, um, day by day work. So I learn on this process first of all, to, one flavor has so many organic chemistry together to mm -hmm. have a f taste. It's amazing, a smell. So just there is a complexity so big. And uh, if you don't understand the flavor itself, 
you don't understand why your formula is not working. Sometimes we have so many calls, right, Seb, uh, Sebastian, about, you know, oh. formula is turning brown, it's precipitating, and we go all around everything else. We never remember the flavor. And sometimes the flavor is the only ingredient that's causing all the problem. So after these years, I started searching more about the flavor ingredients, and I found out that some flavors, like I found out studying that concentrate flavors contain citric acid. I was like, huh, that's it. That's why I cannot use enomeprazole formulas. I need a high pH. Flavor is super low pH. It precipitates. So we learn, we test it. Oh, boom, it is a problem. We change the flavor, we resolved. So yes, um, I, I search a lot and I study uh, the flavors individually. So for, for me to bring the flavor to BCCA is a big step. It's not just like, oh, I have this vendor, price is great. No. We don't look for this first. We look like I have the sample. I test the sample in different formulas that I know I have trouble. I know you'll be a problem. And then I see, okay, you're reacting one of them. Not good. I want a new sample. I know sometimes the buyers don't like me that much. But in the end, we have a great flavor. We have a product that works. So it's, it's worth the time. It's worth the search. And for, for you know, customers, I know they will appreciate the work we do behind the scenes to make sure when they got the product, they know it's a good one. So that's, that's the first thing I always look. So it's studying, and it's so interesting, just a little uh, side thing here. One last seminar I went before COVID uh, was a food industry seminar. And when I start talking about compounding farms, they're like, look at me like, oh my goodness, clueless. What is this word you leave? Because sometimes I ask questions I may have, you know, bitterness. Okay, we do this, this for business. What else can we do to make this life, our life be you know, better? Can I use less? Sweetener, can I do something different? And they are just like, they stop and say, I don't know, you have so many chemicals, you have so many things. I never really add much to our word on these seminars because when I start explaining what we do, it just is it's a silent in the room because it's completely different of the, what they do, even though for pharmaceutical industry. So, yeah, so I think that's the magic that we really enjoy. <laughs> I, and I think, I think just kind of a context, when you were talking about the ingredients in our flavors, we can have organic molecules in there, uh, organic side chains that can interact. Mm -hmm. um, we're working with big organic molecules in the drug world that have significant flavor profiles to themselves. Like I can think about things like metronidazole just being, mm -hmm. and everyone talks like, oh, it's so bad. But you take this one and then you work with our flavor mm -hmm. profiles to find an appropriate formula recommendation. And so it's the organic chemistry that's involved. It's, it's everything from top to bottom when you're, when you're examining these. And so your recommendations aren't coming with like, yeah, we think it'll work. It's mm -hmm. tested, tried, true. Uh, and then you guinea pig it on me, it seems like I'm always tasting these. <laughs> we love it to guinea pig on you. Courtney's like, here, try this. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot more chemistry involved. It's not just the, I think it'll work. It's a lot more behind it. So mm -hmm. the next question, obviously, where we're going with this is, you've been doing this. Um, we put it into a digital format. So, and, I, and I'm kind of asking a leading question. Um, how many pages is it now that we put together and where would we find it? And then what are some of the best ways that you use it? And what are some of the topics that we put into the flavor guide so you, people can kind of understand the scope of what you've achieved? Sure. Or the team has achieved. Okay. Sorry. Pages. I, I'm not sure about the real number right now, but it is a lot, like more than 300. We do have uh, 
we add so much every time and it's been growing. You know, the flavor guide always grow and adapt. We, we try to miss much information from the past. We just make the, the information better. You can find it in the members only site, so it's available there. And um, what I, I like about the guide the most is we listed every flavor we carry. We tested individually everyone. We test for solubility, pH, and we, we, we mix met a little more, not only solubility, water, oil. We try to add more information because we want to make sure we have everything. When you need, you have everything in hand to work in your formula. We always go with the mind of a pharmacist in the compound pharmacy when we do anything in the formulations lab. We always think as we are in your place in the pharmacy and you have a prescription in front of you, what to do now? And the flavor is not different. So we always uh, try to add more. When we, over the years, we have more questions coming, we do add about this question. So for instance, uh, when we talk about the most common formulas to be using in oral use, we try to list them. So you know it's there. If you have a new base, we always try to narrow down everything we can do in this new oral base. What kind of flavors can it work? Like not a trochee. Okay, oil flavors, yes, make all the sense. But what about water-soluble flavors? Maybe you need that flavor. That patient needs a strawberry. And yeah. the strawberry oil-soluble, I don't have in my pharmacy today. So what I do now? So we try to really make sure we can narrow down that. Even though it's not ideal, perhaps it's, it's workable. Why not? So we try to really test and see what we can offer to increase your options. So, and this goes to every, every oral base we have. We always sit together and we make sure we list everything we need so you don't miss in the end. So when you've been in the hands of the, the person that's making the formula, they have everything ready for them to test. And the flavor guide is this, it's just like, we list all the bases, we list all the information like I had like about the taste, I don't know if you, you remember, like we talk about, oh, you have some salty chemicals. What kind of flavor I use for that? Oh, I can use this flavor. Oh, you have a bitter one. Oh, the bitter ones usually have high molecular weight. So what kind of flavors I can use? So I try to give them a little more options so you don't waste your time trying flavors that for sure you know work. So that's actually the mind that comes before we start doing anything in the flavor guide. What pharmacies need, what is necessary for the lab so they don't spend time trying, but they really can nail down what works. And that's what we do in formulation. We, we test things, but flavor by itself, one thing I, I like to tell the members, one day I did a workshop for international seminar, we flavor test our bases. Bases taste bad sometimes, you know, I don't know, oral suspended vehicle is kind of mm, different. Mm -hmm. You know, I know suspended's great, you know. Uh, we did a great job on that, but it is kind of taste, so if you just relay on the base, sometimes you have a problem by itself. So, and we had flavors, but flavors don't taste good. Have you ever tried a flavor itself? Oh, it's too much. It's, it's so it's strong. You cannot take it. So if you don't add sweetened, like from the syrup or anything, sugar or sweetener, you really can't take it. So just a flavor in the base will not work. So flavors also need their friends, you know, like we call the sweetness. Sweetness give the base for the flavoring, you know. If you don't have a good combination of sweeteners, sometimes you just don't do a good job. So they really walk together in the process. That's why we also have a sweetened uh, part in the flavor guide. We want to explain how to use each one because if you go too high in a sweetener, you make the formula bitter. So you're just causing a problem to your problem. So it's, these details are so important. And everything went well done. It just worked beautiful in the end. So I, I got to ask this question. 
When you see a pharmacy that says, we can flavor any medication in any flavor that you want, how, what, is that, what does that say to you, knowing the, the work that you've put in from a formulation and research and development point of view? Honestly, I feel a little sorry for the marketing because sometimes we cannot do all right. we can. Yes, we, we, can, we can please them. You know, we try to really n do the most we can. You know, like in one medication, sometimes we test so many different flavors in it. And we really try a lot. But some flavors just don't blend. Right. You know, like you cannot mix some flavors with some chemicals or some flavors with each other. Some people maybe sometimes make combinations that they feel like, ooh, this is going to be so different. You just can't. So you need to be careful where you promise because you really need to make sure you can deliver. And, and flavors is not because they are complex itself. It's just because you need to blend them with everything else, and not only the active ingredient, but with the, any other ingredient you mm -hmm. may add to the formula. So, yes, uh, uh, I just feel like maybe they, they play a little safe and they just have six flavors in the pharmacy, but if they really want to do a wonderful job, it's better to just go slowly and think carefully what you add. Yeah, and, and by all means, you guys are the experts when it comes to this, so I'm always going to take things back and almost feel like a patient, but hormones have a set of flavors to help mask mm -hmm. the hormone as an active ingredient and potentially any other ingredients. Or are there other areas, and Seb, you mentioned metronidazole. So I know from like, a, that is very, very difficult to flavor. So you can't just say, yeah, I'm, I like strawberry, so I want strawberry metronidazole. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it probably wouldn't work, right? So, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Good luck. antibacterials. I think, I think you've got almost 70 or 90 pages mm -hmm. just on antibacterials okay. alone. Right. Yes, so, and recommendations and flavor profiles, but they're not all the same. Mm -mm. And you see, each one, there is so many different flavors and percentages. I'm yeah. not going to put you on the spot, but just thinking we have 9,400 formulas plus mm -hmm. in our members-only database. How many, percentage-wise, roughly, are exposed to potential flavor agents or that need to be taken into consideration for flavoring? I'm assuming it's a big chunk it is. that are oral. in oral suspensions or, or a solution. Well, I can tell right now, just for my personal view, <laughs> I didn't know the numbers for sure, but oral medicine is is big, right. you know, so, and it's been bigger in the past. Remember, the formulation, we, we also carry formulas that came from the past. The topical treatments came more strongly, I feel, 17 years ago. So we, we had oh, a yeah. lot <laughs> in, our, in our formulation, mm -hmm. but oral was always big, and it's still, it still is. And sometimes we just don't have one formula with the active ingredient. We have 15, because we have a different dosage for the right. each active ingredient, and the flavoring for each one. So let me... What I can tell you from my experience since I've been here, every formula that I touch base, every new creation formula that I need to work on, a redo formula, usually we test in the lab. Very rare, honestly, I don't even remember, a formula that was created by gas. We just do if we don't have the chemical for right. some reason. But uh, usually we test. So I can tell, I think for, for oral use, perhaps, half or a little more? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Right. That's I, a good question. Gonna, it's a substantial amount. And then you think about the f combination of flavor options. So you really embark on almost like hundreds of thousands of possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I just wanted to 
communicate that to our audience? Because if you're brand new to this and you've never flavored before and you think that you want to start compounding medication for whatever variety of choices, but the reality is this is, this is nowhere simple. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of work put in and, and I think that's what, where the flavor guide comes in. And, and just to expand on that, Fabiana, the importance of that flavor guide is, yes, it's, it's comprehensive, it's more than 300 pages worth, but how much time does that save a pharmacist who is new to compounding? Oh, a lot, because everything is there. The information is ready for their use. And we try to be very easy in explaining how to use. So if you are new in, in flavoring your compound pharmacy, I, I, I really recommend you to have access to the guide. It really saves time with your, your work. So, um, and we, we try to really add everything that we feel is necessary to decrease the time consuming of you guessing how much you should use. And no trial and error, right? Because you're not throwing anything away. No. Or, so you, you're also saving on test. On, on doing samples to make sure that things are working correctly. You're saving the time and energy without using Sebastian as, um, <laughs> as a guinea pig to taste everything. Exactly. And also returning. Not everyone has a Sebastian in their lab. Exactly. Yeah. No, we are so lucky. And, uh, and also, also returning customers because sometimes the formula looks great when you make it, but then next day, poof, turn different color. So the, the customer comes with a complaint. So it, it saves you this uh, hard time to decide what's going on here. You know, because... Uh, we just can guess. We need to really try on and, and find out what's causing the problem. And we learn our, our we learn more and more about flavor because of this. We do so much lab work when we try and test our formulas that we over there we learn what's going on wrong, and then we 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 pass the information along to our customers. So, and, and I'm just going to jump in really quickly. You can find it on our resource uh, resources, and then you scroll down. You can find formula tools. When you click on that, you get two bars at the bottom. You get a calculator. You obviously get our calculator. So if you've used any of our capsule calculators, but on the other the other tab at the bottom is that's where the flavor guide is. When you click on that, it uh, forces a PDF download onto your taskbar, which then you can leave open anytime it's available. You can open it, then you can use the search function uh, on the page. So if you're thinking like, uh, I got a flavor omeprazole or flavor metronidazole or flavor another you can search very effectively, but then it's laid out. You've got your entire index and it's actually, it's so easily searchable in that PDF form. And I think that's the part that people overlook when they go, oh, I, I, how do I search? It's, it's just like any other uh, document search. You can use those, flip through. You can look anything as far as uh, pH, mm-hmm. which is a really tough one because people don't understand the impact that flavors have on pH and how that can actually have chemical uh, changes and solubility as well as uh, palatability. There's so much information there. It's, it's, it's fun just kind of downloading it and having a read through, but then leaving it open mm-hmm. on your pharmacy computer. So it's available. It is available to our members only. So again, resources, formula tools, uh, click it, download it, do that today, and then kind of parse through it, even if you don't need it, because it's such an expansive document, you might actually find something that you go, ah, and it solves a problem before you actually have the problem, which is, which is, kind of compound one mm-hmm. it's like I need to know this before it happens so you mentioned something really important earlier on um, generationally the bases the oral bases that were used have improved tremendously I, I know suspendit was a big part of the work that that you put in and the development of suspendit can we talk a bit more about suspendit in terms of what makes it so unique 
And why is it so innovative compared to other oral suspending vehicles? Suspender is a, the chis, I just think the chixotropic factor is the, the, the one that really covers the most, you know, be able to be more liquid when you need to work with the base and more thick so you can make, suspend the activities better. And we, we really try, when we're working suspended, uh, uh, we had so many meetings, I remember, before recreating the base, because we want to make sure we can scope the most number of patients, populations we can work, and make sure we can, we can see all the mistakes in the other bases we have available and just make something that you not have that. So taste was very important, that's why it comes uh, with uh, a sweetener. And uh, uh, the composition of the suspended agents, we don't wanna add suspended agents that can cause any harm with some patients, so we try to, to narrow down them too, and make sure it be easy to work, because sometimes they are not. And, and it really causes a little problem when you're compounding a formulation. So, so that's all we, we start to creating suspended. Of course, it sounds so simple, right? When I say, but that's, that was the first steps, and then we start searching what we need to do about the preservative system, so because this is, very big, this is a big deal to have what kind of preservative the base has. You know, is this acceptable in different countries? So we need to really scope so much when we create one base. But suspended, we think about what we need. You know, we are frustrated with what we have. It doesn't work the way we want. How can I make this better? And and promote something better for uh, a patient experience and the pharmacist to be using. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because people who have been, you know, let's say dabbling or they've come across a, a handful of compounded medication prescriptions as a, at the pharmacy level, they're using a lot of the older bases that mm -hmm. have been around for a long time but still not palatable. So for like a child, for example, um, knowing that suspended uses monk fruit. Um, is extremely unique. Is that still correct? Mm -hmm, yes. So it, how does that impact the flavor profile a of lot. a medication? Because monk fruit is a sweetener that doesn't really leave any aftertaste. And aftertaste has been the problem for most of the formulations. And uh, we try to search what would be safe for a certain number of patients, especially the, the, the pediatric uh, population. And even though veterinary population. So we try to really search everyone to see if we can find a product that will be uh, useful. So we don't limit the base that much. We can have in more different uh, use. And, um, and we, we decided to use monk fruit because of that being a natural sweetener. And for the pharmacies, um, they, they just, um, when they are working in, with a suspended, the base itself, I know you said about the old formulas, it's hard to change, right. and I understand that. It's hard for you when you have your pharmacy to change what you've been doing over the years. Mm -hmm. and, but when you start step by step changing, maybe with one uh, prescription and then one doctor, and you see the overcome of that, you notice that changing is hard but can be so good for you in the end and save you so much time because suspended for instance it comes with sweetener so if you see our farmers we rare add more we do add in some cases because some actives are uh, like a rebel <laughs> once yeah. they are hard to mask we need to add a little more suppressing on the flavoring and add the more sweeteners but usually the suspended itself is really good you know when we we use the monk fruit we try to narrow down the dosage though in a way that we it can be used by itself and can save so much time of the pharmacy to make the the formula. So, so this kind of change is worth it to try the risk because you can really overcome and have new patients coming maybe because you really can do something better than, you know, uh, 
the old version formulations. We are growing, you know, we need to be open this for the new market, for the new needs. And, and that's what PCC has been doing for so many years, try to see what's next, what's the next step, what we can do better. So that's our scope. <laughs> There's also the added advantage that we're, we're exploring extended beyond U states in suspend it and a lot of our formulations and sort of development of formulations there along with those flavor profiles. And in some cases, I've seen some of our formulas say flavor of choice. And then they've got recommended flavors below. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, it's a very specific flavor combination that you've developed to, to ensure that outcome. And so Exactly. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you're nice right. You, you touched base a very important point. We do so many studies about we've suspended to make sure we can have a longer beauty. And it's, it's great to know how, how stable the base is and how much it keeps the, the active ingredient. You know, uh, good to go for like at least six months. That's what's ideal time we would love to have in, a, in, in our formulas. So, yes, I agree. It, it's amazing the work that you've done. Oh, and, oh, not me, my team. Oh, yes. RNG, formulation. <laughs> you, yes, globally. Yes, the team, exactly. We starting, all. Starting with all of the compounders in the past, Lawson and the entire team, and yes. that iteration. So yes. I know you're leading the team, so we get uh, to only interview one person at a time. It's amazing. And it's amazing to see uh, the overcome of the years. And I, I, I lived 17 years of the story. PCA has 40 years of the story, you know, and this is our big year. And it's great to see how much we overcome. And our team is amazing to see how much we grow and so many it, the minds of everyone it just blend together you know I think when we launch a new launch a new product it's just like so many minds are in the little jar <laughs> and this is what makes us so unique we have a, a very very special talent uh, people here and I'm, I'm glad to be part of this team and hopefully we'll continue the journey <laughs> Well, uh, in the next couple of weeks, when we're at International again, if you want to find Fabiana, where will we find you? Probably in the formulation. Usually, booth, yes. We are formulation R&G are always close by. And usually you'll find me there and my team, so you can meet everyone. It'll be wonderful to hear from you and, and see your experience. I like to hear what's going wrong and try to help and, and you know, work together with, with our amazing customers. I, I think what's also amazing, Fabiana, is that a lot of people don't know all the work that you put in behind the scenes. Unfortunately, when it comes to formulations and research and development, no one's, you're not always a focal point, but you are such a big part on, on reducing the time, improving patient outcomes, pre, uh, improving customer satisfaction when someone is happy with a flavor and all the work that you put in. And it, it really is a career's worth. And I think it goes such a long way. And I know our members appreciate it. And it was great to have you on the podcast Thank you. Thank to I share love not only your experience, but the work that, that you have dedicated yourself to. It's unbelievable. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for having me. I, I hope our audience like it, our time, and maybe learn one thing or two. But I'll be always available when they need me 101. I, I love to talk with individual uh, people when they need me and uh, help with their problems. So thank you for having me today. And you guys are amazing. This is very cool. Well, it was very cool <laughs> having you as well. I know Sebastian covered something really important to you, but a lot of the, the member guide, what is available as a member resource is, is part of being a PCCA member, and, and those resources are available to you either online or when you're communicating with a member of our clinical services team. Uh, for those that are listening that are members, 
Um, Sebastian gave obviously a really great description of how to find the document. For those of you that are brand new and are thinking about joining PCCA, this is a resource that is on top of hundreds of resources that are available to you even outside of our formulation team, our clinical services team. This is just another resource, another um, addition to PCCA membership and a benefit of being members. If you do need to seek out more information, don't hesitate to visit us at pccarx.com. And when you click on the membership tab, you'll be connected with a member of our membership team who can give you a much better description of the many resources available um, at your disposal once you do acquire membership. But once again, just thank to all of our listeners out there. We hope that you guys learned as much as we did. Um, and as always, to follow us along on social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to an episode so that you do not miss us. But thanks again, Fabian. It was a pleasure having you. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.